Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. everyone, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast, glad to have you with us tonight, and as always, I want you to let me know you're listening, there's several ways you can do that, you can text me, 701-290-7862, you can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com, and you can call into the studio, 701-225-5133, those are the ways you can get a hold of us tonight. And I want to just say a happy anniversary to Carl and Jeannie listening in Michigan tonight. First first anniversary, I think. Is this your first anniversary, one year, or is it two years? I can't even remember. But happy anniversary to them. And uh, hello to uh, Lori. She wins the prize for being the first one tuned in tonight. She texted me before we started. Good to have you listening. Hello to the Yoders, Hostetlers, 
out in Pennsylvania. Good to have you guys listen. Big hello to Connor listening tonight. Yeah, you know, that's kind of weird. He texted me. He's right in the studio with me, but he texted me that he's tuned in. So I see his antennas up there. Okay. Well, uh, we, they were talking on the radio on the news just before we got on about somebody named Chuck Berry. So I'll sing this song. <laughs> Seth's looking at me. I got my foot on the rock, name on the roll. I got Jesus in my heart, salvation in my soul. It's a long road. It's a long road. It's a long road, brother, but you'll make it to the city someday. Now don't tell me no story about reincarnation. i never seen a holy cow look anything like my Lord. There's only one rebirth and there ain't no imitation. You can have it today, doesn't matter who you are. Get your feet on the rock, your name on the roll, you get Jesus in your heart, salvation in your soul, it's a long road, it's a long road, it's a long road sister, but you'll make it to the city someday, now don't tell me no story about Salt Lake City, well they've got a good choir, but listen brother, that is not the place. The place of my salvation is just outside Jerusalem. And there's more than just a lake. There's oceans of His saving grace. Get your feet on a rock. Name on the roll. You get Jesus in your heart. Salvation in your soul. It's a long road. It's a long road. It's a long road, brother. But you'll make it to the city someday. Now don't tell me about no guru flying in to spread wisdom With his divine lights and his divine jet plane too My sins weren't washed away by no Maharishi Said there's only one gate, only one way to get through I said there's only one gate and there's only one way to get through You gotta repent of your sins Get baptized in Jesus' name Let the Holy Ghost come in And you'll never be the same Get your feet on the rock And your name on the <laughs> roll. Pastor Bob, tell it like it is show. Good to have you guys with us tonight. And um, just excited about being here with you. I did, as you noticed, bring my guitar in the studio. I took kind of revamped an old um, Lance Appleton song, and I was just telling some people that I really liked a lot of Lance Appleton's music, and I play a lot of it. Um, and uh, just kind of found a treasure this weekend that his, after he died a couple years ago, his son put on um, a website a bunch of old Lance Appleton or different Lance Appleton music that has never been released before. And a lot of it's really kind of uncut stuff, but some of it's really, really good. And I think you just punch in Lance Appleton on the computer and it'll come up. And I, I've been I've been enjoying that. I've been listening to a little bit of it. 
probably going to sing some of it. Um, just some some really good stuff that he had uh, he was, had been sick for the last many years with cancer, and um, I think he recorded some of it just uh, in a home studio at home and so different things like that. So got in the studio tonight. I've got uh, let's see, we got Seth, Bill, Ben, Connor, Jasic, and Chris. So um, we've got a bunch of guys here. We've got six guys in the studio besides me, and uh, so seven of us total. And we are just glad that you are listening tonight. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. A lot of you are um, texting tonight. Hey, we got Josh from Fargo listening tonight. Brother Ron, one of my favorite people listening in Beulah on Holy Ghost Radio. And um, we've got him listening. We've got Tammy listening, uh, Brian, Anna Russell listening in Dickinson, North Dakota. What are they doing in Dickinson, North Dakota? I don't get that. Anyway, are they here? We've got Brother Farron. Listening tonight. He's one of our, he's, they're listening in Maine tonight. He's one of our, oh yeah, we've got people cheering and yelling here for Brother Farron. And, um, he's kind of one of our main evangelists here in Dickinson at our church. The, um, we've got, uh, the Dickies and the Springers are listening out in Belfield. Um, we've got a bunch of Willises and, and, uh, people over at their house listening tonight. And we've got, um, we've got Eric Woods listening on iCloud.com tonight. And um, one year down, that's what Carl and Jeannie, happy anniversary again. Uh, Tony, Kimmy, listening from Valley City. Glad to have you guys tonight. And text me, as I said, 701-290-7862. If you've got any questions, comments, you want to be part of the program, best way to do it is text me. Uh, tonight I want to talk about the misconception of serving God. Uh, there are a lot of people, you know, human nature is, is like, in human nature we think, um, if we're told we have to do something, we don't want to do it. That's just human nature. That's not a good thing, but it's, it is what it is. I mean, like when you see the sign wet paint, you want to touch it. And, um, and so, you know, the, the, um, the human nature in us when we're told that we don't, uh, we have to do something, we don't want to do it. And, the, and, and so tonight I want to just kind of attack that when it comes to serving God. I, I want to title this, Do You Have To or Do You Get To? That, that's what I want to talk about tonight. Jeremiah thirty-two thirty-seven. Behold, I will gather them out of all countries, whether I have driven them in mine anger and in my fury and in great wrath, and I will bring them again unto this place, and I will cause them to dwell safely, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God." And I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and of the, their children after them. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them to do them, to do them good. But I will put my fear in their hearts that they shall not depart from me. Yea, I will rejoice over them to do them good. And I will plant them in this land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. I want you to notice here that the Lord says that he will give us He'll plant his his commandments. He'll give us a new heart, a new spirit, and it's for our own good. I also want to turn to Second Corinthians chapter six. Paul took this scripture and he applied it to us. This this Old Testament scripture was applied to Israel and them coming back to the Promised Land. In the New Testament, Paul applied this scripture to us. In Second Corinthians six fourteen, he said, "Be ye not unequally yoked." 
together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, what communion hath light with darkness, what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty." Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's chapter 7 and verse 1. Here Paul said that that uh, in, in chapter 7 and verse 1 of Second Corinthians, he said, Having these therefore these promises, beloved brethren, let's cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. What promises? The promises that he will be our God and we shall be his people, and also that we can be his sons and daughters. That's the promises. And so tonight on the broadcast, what I want to talk about is the fact that the misconception of serving God is that it's it's not for our good. Some people think that God's ways are very hard and that uh, they are not fun, they're not enjoyable, uh, there's, there, uh, it's just, it's just boring, dry, dead, and whatever. They think, um, they think that, you know, what, what do Christians do for fun? Uh, that's what they think. They, they think like this is, boy, what a, what a, what a, a, um, a life of, of, of just, you know, uh, nothing going on, no adventure, no excitement. That's what some people think. That this is the misconception that people have. And sometimes this misconception came because they were, um, they were, um, uh, maybe uh, no people that are serving God that act that way. That's possible. Many times, though, mostly it's because of this human nature problem we have when we're told we have to do something, we fight against it. If it's not our idea, we don't want to do it. But tonight what I want to get across to you is this, that serving God is for our own good. God, God didn't make up a bunch of rules and regulations to make us miserable. God set guidelines for our life to bring us peace, joy, and success. That's what God did. And so we need to look at the commandments of God in a little different way tonight. Uh, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Patiently wait 
It is radio show. Thank you so much for all the texting that I've got tonight. I mean, it's probably the most I've ever gotten before, and there's lots of them. I'm not going to get to greet everybody, but it is so good to have all of you listening. I had a just maybe a little troubling text. I um, sounds like uh, we've got some listeners, uh, some good friends of ours, uh, Jake and Lydia, out in Pennsylvania listening tonight. And their little boy was taken to the emergency room today, had a seizure. So we're going to do something we do once in a while in the air. We're going to. His name is Nathan. We're going to pray for him, Lord Jesus. We ask you to touch this little boy, Nathan. God, I pray. I don't know the whole situation, but I ask that you touch him and heal him. Bring him through this, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And thank you, all of the rest of you listening. Uh, I, I got a text from some friends of ours, brother and sister Gubru. They said they had an 87-year-old person get baptized in the name of Jesus today. That's pretty exciting down in Valley City. And, uh, and we've got a bunch of Valley City people listening tonight. Good to have all of you listening. We've got um, Fargo people listening tonight. Good to have you guys with us. Tonight we're talking, uh, do I have to live for God? Do I have to obey the commandments of God or do I get to? I think this is the misconception of Christianity. The misconception that I have to or do I get to. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to either, but it just depends on the way you look at it. You know, um, 
I'm not one of these guys that goes to the gym and works out, even though I, I look a lot like I do, you know, but I'm just joking. I, I'm glad I'm on radio, actually. You know, they, uh, I don't look, honestly, I don't look like I do. I don't think I'm obese, but I'm, you know, somewhere between obese and, um, plump. You know, I don't know, somewhere like that. And, uh, but anyhow, I, I should go work out, probably. I should go work out at the gym. But, but a lot of things are for our good, but we don't want to do them because they seem like a lot of work. But the people I know that do work out, you know, and, and do some exercise, and I'm not saying like work out, like go to the gym and become some kind of bodybuilder, but you know, when I was growing up, it's kind of funny how, um, there were people that after supper, when I was growing up, people would go for walks after supper, like old people. They just go for supper and then, and they go, or even families would go for walks. Um, and now it just seems like such a, you know, like, like they write books saying to do stuff like this. I think people always knew that they needed to get exercise, but a lot of things that, that we don't want to do are for our own good. You know, like, like, uh, I know people that will get to the point when it comes to, to, um, being, uh, really unhealthy where they get to the point where they can't exercise because they're so unhealthy that they can't even exercise. And that is a dangerous place to be. And I've seen people die from that. All kidding aside, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing when, when people get to that. And what I'm saying here tonight and what I want to just keep kind of hammering home the simple point, that do I have to do what God says or do I get to do what God says? Because it's good for us to do what God says. You know, I read you the scripture in Second Corinthians chapter 6 that he said, Come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord. Uh, in other words, I don't want you to be like everybody else. I want you to be different. I'm wanting, I want you to listen to me. I want you to do what I say. And, and, and why does God want us to do these things? Because he wants to be our God. He wants us to be his people. He wants uh, to be us to be his sons and daughters. And being God's son and daughter, there's a lot more to it than just saying the sinner's prayer. There really is. There, There is a lot more to it. We have to live a life of obedience to God. You know, one of my favorite verses of all time is in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 10. And really... For the rest of this radio broadcast, I'm going to zero in on Deuteronomy 10, verses 12 and 13. And let me just read it for you, and then I'm going to, I'm just going to maybe stop as I read it, but if you are somewhere where you have a Bible, get Deuteronomy 10, 12 and 13, verses 12 and 13. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God? So God wants us to fear him, and I know that's not popular today, but God wants us to have a fear of him. In other words, uh, a fear of displeasing him, uh, a fear in the sense of his awesomeness. Like uh, I don't know if any of you have ever walked out into the, out into the, um, to the mountains and and been been in some primeval forest or or been out in the middle of the ocean. But there's a fear just looking at the miracles and and the nature. And uh, sometimes I, I get a, a fear just looking at that. But there's also a fear of God that we would displease him, a fear that we could miss heaven. So we need to fear the Lord thy God, and we need to walk, it says, in all of his ways, not some of his ways. We need to walk in all of his ways and to love him. So we need to fear God, walk in his ways, to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all all thy heart, soul, with all thy heart and with all thy soul. And then he goes on to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which I command thee this day. Now let me just stop here because I left out the three most important words in this, these two verses at the very end. 
And it's, so it says that we, we need to fear God, we need to walk in His ways, to love Him, to serve Him with everything we've got, to keep the commandments of the Lord and His statutes with the command, the command thee this day. And there's three other words that I'm not going to tell you what they are. And if you didn't open your Bible to Deuteronomy 10, verses 12 through 13, you don't know what they are. But, so let me just zero in on this. This sounds like kind of a hard thing. You know, fear God, keep His commandments, serve God, love God. You know, uh, all these things. It seems kind of tough. It seems kind of demanding. Like, who does, like, just who does this God think he is asking all this stuff? Well, he is God. Uh, you know, it, it sounds like a big price. It sounds like it may restrict my freedom. It might restrict my dreams. It might restrict my plans. Um, there'll be some things that I can't do. Stuff like that, man, drives me crazy. You guys, <laughs> you're just, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta focus on this. But, but this, this, it, some of these things, we got in studio stuff going on here. If you're wondering what's going on, but there, there'll be some things that I can't do. There's gonna be, there's gonna, you know, too many rules and regulations, Pastor Bob. Um, you know, and this is what this scripture looks like to many people: fear the Lord, walk in His ways, love Him, serve the Lord. Uh, with all thy soul, keep the commandments of the Lord, statutes. Um, the people are like, I just, that's what religion is all about, Pastor Bob. That's why I've rejected it. Too many rules, too many regulations, just can't do it. But I left out the last three words. Let me read this verse, these two verses again, Deuteronomy 10, 12, and 13. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Those are the last three words, for thy good. God asks us to do this stuff for our good. You see, this is the misconception of serving God. For some reason, we think we're doing this for His good. Like we think we're doing, we're serving God for His good. Like, like, boy, I bet God feels really good that I threw a dollar in the offering plate. You know, like, boy, I bet God feels really good that, like, we, we, we think that we're doing this for God's good. Like, we think that we can do something for God. You know, it's kind of like when I was a kid, I always tell the story. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't know what to buy my dad for his birthday or for Christmas. My dad, it seemed like he had everything he wanted. He wasn't rich, but he, you know, it seemed like he had everything he wanted. So back then, this was, and I wasn't, you know, we, we weren't Pentecostal people, and this was a different day, but I remember going to the grocery store that was a block away from my house, and, uh, and I would buy my dad a cigar. And I thought he liked cigars. You know, he would, I'd bring it home, and he'd make a big deal out of it, and he'd smoke the cigar. Well, I found out years later, he didn't even like cigars. But let me ask you this, what do you buy God for his birthday? Like, what would you give God? Would you give him a piece of gold? He's probably got a planet made out of gold somewhere. I mean, he's probably got, you know, a solar system made out of gold Some. I mean, do you think gold is, I mean, what, what are you gonna give God? Are you gonna give him a cow? I mean, like, are you gonna, what are you gonna give God? I mean, like, what would you give God? See, what I'm telling you, these commandments that he asked us to do, these are for our good. This this is this is uh this is as deep as this is going to get tonight, but the commandments of God, uh, this these things that God asks us to do, these these um you know these these things that God asks us not to do, 
Like, like for instance, God doesn't want you having sex with somebody you're not married to. That's the commandment of God. God created sex and he said it was good, but he put it within the parameters of marriage. Now, nowadays I gotta even spell that out. You know, a man and a woman, marriage. Two men can't get married. You know, two women can't get married. I mean, they can and it sounds like in America they can, but not according to the, to the word of God. That's the, that's not anything that the Bible agrees with. Okay, so, so we have this idea of marriage. And we think in our mind that, oh man, God, God's trying to hold me back from having fun. But see, God is trying to hold you back from misery. He, you know, the, the Bible says that every other type of sin is done outside the body, but fornication is done against your own body. Like, there is something, and I, I don't have any proof for this, and I don't have any, um, I can't, um, you know, I don't have any statistics or surveys or studies, but I believe that sex outside of marriage causes psychological problems. And the reason I believe that, it doesn't cause them immediately, but I've watched people go through depressions, um, psychological issues, and sometimes it seems to me the more immoral that people are, the worse it gets. Like, like um, you know, I have no study of this. I'm just going by people I know. Marriage is something that God designed, and he designed it for our good. Marriage uh, is supposed to be um, a little bit of heaven on this earth. That's what God designed it for. The security in marriage, the needs that are met in marriage. Um, I'm not doing a mar- I'm doing a marriage seminar in Indiana next weekend, but but the, in fact, we've got a cool testimony next Sunday night on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I want you to tune into it. Uh, one of the men that grew up Amish is going to give his testimony on the air, Brother Elvin, and, and that's exciting. But I'm not doing a marriage seminar tonight, but I'll tell you that that the idea of marriage fills fulfills the needs that God designed us for. Not only the sexual needs, but all men need to feel respected and honored. And that was what marriage was for, that men would feel that from their wives and their and their children. All women need to feel loved and cherished. And marriage was designed to meet that need in a woman. Now I know, I know that respect and honor and love and cherished, it goes both ways, I understand that. But predominantly, most men need to feel like that somebody thinks I'm important. You know, that, that's why, that's why, uh, I still believe that a good wife can either make or break her husband. And I believe a good husband can either make or break his wife. I, I believe that. I believe that my wife has one need, and that's the only need she has. My wife needs to know that I'm thinking about her all the time and that she's the most important thing in this world to me. That's what my wife needs. That's all she doesn't need a new car, doesn't need a new house, doesn't need a new dress or shoes or a purse. She needs to know that I and that she is the most important person in the world to me. That's all she needs. What I need to know as a husband is that my wife thinks that, that she thinks that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm, she can respect me. She, she, she thinks that I'm a pretty smart guy. She thinks that, that, um, that she, you know, she looks at me and thinks, you know, boy, I'm glad I married you. You've taken good care of me. You know, I mean, that's, that's what I need. You see what I'm saying? Marriage, was God's idea. Why? To, to punish us? 
Like some people think, man, hold off as long as you can, you know, don't get married because, you know, you, I mean, once, I mean, you're going to have to do it someday, but, you know, do you see what I'm saying? God, I'm, I'm not, the program's not on marriage today, but the program is on that God commands us to do these things for our own good. You know, Seth, and I'm not saying this to belittle you or cut you down, but marriage has done tremendous things for you. You know, it, it's done great things for you. I mean, like, like he, uh, he, uh, of course, some of, I know you grew up and I know the Holy Ghost is, but the, the responsibility that marriage gives a man, like, like, um, you know, like this guy that's in the, running the studio here next to me, you know, he works outside. This winter has been a really bad winter. And if he wasn't married, I think you would have missed more days than you did. But he's got a wife at home that, number one, she's she's maybe pushing him out the door a little bit, like, honey, we need the money. But number two, when he's out working in the cold and he comes home and she'll look at him and she said, man, honey, I just can't believe you did that today. Well, he's going to straighten up like a rooster when she says that. I mean, he's going to be like, woo, woo, you know, like, like she's, I mean, like he, when she says that to him, the next day it might even be colder than he goes out there. Do you see what I'm saying? This the the point I'm making is that God is not trying to hurt us. You know, all these commandments that God gives us, they're for our own good. You know, like like the commandments in the Bible about keeping the sexes separate. You know, I don't know if you know this, and a lot of people that listen to this radio show uh, say they know a lot about the Bible, but they're missing huge chunks of it. Like, do you know that in the Bible it talks about men and women dressing differently? In the Bible it talks about men and women having their hair differently? Do you know that? There's like just about a whole chapter in the book of 1 Corinthians that it deals with hair, men and women's hair. I don't know if you know that. I mean, I'm not making it up. You can look it up yourself. Why would God ask us to do these things? Because he knows that that was for the good of society. We're living in a society right now that is so mixed up that little children don't even know whether they're boys or girls. And what's really mixed up is their parents don't know what to tell them. Well, the reason for that is because we've been mixing the sexes together for a long, long time. You see, I, I'm just I'm just bringing up random things. The Word of God teaches this, that teaches that. Um, you know, I mean, Bruce Jenner made my point. Yeah, Bruce Jenner thought he was a girl, so he let his hair grow long and wears dresses all the time. You see, that's what he thinks, that's what a girl's supposed to look like. Well, he's right. <laughs> that is what a girl's supposed to look like. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Our society, oh man, I, I, want, I got so many things just going through my brain right now, and I have no idea what's being texted to me. You say, well, why would you talk about something like that on the radio, Pastor Bob? You know why? Because God is not trying to hurt us. He's not trying to hurt our society. Uh, what's going to hurt our society is when we don't even know whether we're a boy or a girl or not. Uh, you know, um, and I did a whole program on that here a while back. You parents, if you have a confused child, you need to gently explain to them and talk to them and, and, and tell them, you know, and, and I mean, uh, most children that are confused that way, and there's not many of them that are, but most of them that are, um, if you didn't say anything to them, they'd grow out of it. They'd figure it out. But certainly don't agree with them. You know, it's, oh, Billy, maybe you are a girl. That, that is very, very terrible thing to do. And you see, this, what, I, what I'm saying is, all the commandments of God are for our good. They're, they're for our good. 
you know when when I say when I say things like this that the average lifespan of a male homosexual is probably 20 years less than a, than a man that operates in a normal way 20 years less now I, I it could be 15 it could be 22 I don't know but it's what I'm telling you the surgeon general should put a warning out there danger you see the ways of God are for our good. You know, like when the Bible warns about against drinking, against strong drink, I'm just bringing up random commandments of God. Do you think God is trying to hold you back from having fun by telling you not to drink? You know, like I believe the Spirit of God has has put it in the hearts of preachers to tell people not to smoke cigarettes. Do you know that before we knew that nicotine was bad for you, that Pentecostals preachers were telling people that not to smoke, it was a dirty habit. Did you know that? That they were preaching against tobacco before the, before the doctors knew it was bad for you. Well, you know what? I'm telling you the, it, the reason for that, I mean the reason for that is because God wants it to be for our good. You see, all the commandments of God. Now you could, you can bring up some ideas like this. What about people that are persecuted and get their head chopped off? That wasn't for their good. Well, don't, I mean, of course not. It, I mean, it seemed like it wasn't for their good in this life, but, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna get to go to heaven. But I'm talking about for our good in this life. If you want the very best life that you can have, give your life to God. A pastor from our Pentecostal church in Harvey's listening tonight, Brother Soberg, and he said, even if there wasn't a heaven, this is still the best life there is, living like this. I'll go ahead and play a song, Seth. This is the Tell Like It Is radio show.
Good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with uh, Pastor Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church. If you have any questions or comments here in the rest of the, the remaining part of the broadcast, you can call us in the studio, 701-225-5133, or you can text us tonight, 701-290-7862, or if you're out of country, you can email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Seth. I want to. There's going to be a guy just saying a special shout-out to his parents. Go ahead. Hey, Mom and Dad. Better tell them who you are. I'm J6, Stoldorf, <laughs> reporting from Dickinson. All right. That was his big, big. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Debut. Yeah, debut. How do you spell that? That's got a, it looks like debut, <laughs> but it's actually debut. <laughs> Isn't that weird? We got all these French words that seem like, I don't know. I don't know where they come up from. You know, tonight, our, our radio broadcast, we're talking about the commandments of God are for our good. Uh, this this has got to be, for some reason, uh, people that go bad with God, people that backslide, people that never come in, come to God, many times never get this, what I'm talking about. Like, God is not trying to hurt you. God is not trying to, to make your life miserable. Uh, God is trying to give you a good life. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. So when you break the commandments of God, that's when it's hard. Like, for instance, God is against drug usage. He's against it. And so when you take drugs, uh, that's hard. Like, like there was a guy um, years ago, I met him in a youth prison when I was ministering in, in Mandan. It was called back then called SIS, the State Industrial School. It's called something else now. And this young man I met named Kurt. Kurt uh, was locked up there when he was about 15. He already had one son at 15. 
And by the time he got out, he, he'd get out, he'd go back, get out, and go back. Well, he had like two or three sons by the time he got out when he was 18. And finally, he had four sons. He was probably 18 or 19, and he worked for me at this time. And Kurt, I witnessed to Kurt all the time. We got along really good. I mean, we, you know, we, we, he told me one time, for a priest, you're a lot of fun. And I'm not a priest. I'm a pastor. He got all mixed up, but he said, for a priest, you're a lot of fun. Well, we, we, we did. We had a good time working together and, and we had, we had fun. We enjoyed working with each other. But I kept working on Kurt to give his life to God and he kept telling me, nah, that's too hard. I can't do that. That's too many rules. I can't do that. That's too hard. So Kurt never did give his life to God during that time in his life. And a few years went by, and Kurt, through the drinking and drug usage, ended up losing his wife and his four sons. And I saw him several years after that. He had was coming through Dickinson. We met at Country Kitchen. And he was kind of shaky, uh, kind of a uh, lot of tears in his eyes, broken voice, looked very unhealthy, and I could tell... He was kind of having a nervous breakdown, probably was using too, you know, but, but I could tell he was having a nervous breakdown. Part of the reason was is he couldn't even visit his sons. He was paying a huge amount of child support, didn't really get visitation rights, and he realized he had wrecked everything. And I looked at him and I said, Kurt, do you remember telling me that it seemed too hard to live for God? Because I said, it seems to me it's been a whole lot harder for you not to live for God. You see, this is what I'm talking about tonight. The, our church, we had an awesome service. I don't even know if we set an attendance record. There was a lot of people there. I have no idea how many were there, but our building is full of people. In fact, we got to figure out something for a new church building. If there's a church in town that would like to trade us for a smaller building, we'll pay you a difference or whatever. Uh, we've got a really nice building. It holds about, you know, I think you could squeeze 180 people in there. Um, you know, but, but we uh, would love to trade you for for your building. We've got a great church building, but if what I'm talking about tonight would get out, we couldn't hold all the people in in the biggest building in Dickinson. Once you realize, you know, it's like we're giving away a million dollars here. You know, like, and who's going to ask, oh, do I have to come and take it? I mean, do I have to come and take it? You see, you see what I'm saying? The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. It's the treasure of God's Spirit. We have it in these bodies, these human bodies. And if somehow people could get the idea that this is a treasure, everybody would want it. This treasure, I'm going to turn just a short corner here, but this treasure of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, this treasure can be yours. Jesus said in John chapter 3, he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He goes on in verse 5, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in verse 7, he said, you must be born again. Now see, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, he said I must do it, I don't want to do it. No, you must do it because it's for your own good. Like, Like God loves us, he wants us. To, to do this. <clears throat> you know, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, um, the Lord is telling his people, he said, you are a holy people unto the Lord thy God, and, and the, the Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Now the Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any people. 
for you were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh the king of Egypt. Notice, now know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him to keep his commandments to a thousand generations. You see, what this verse is telling us is that that it's not because we were so great that God offered us this deal. He offered us this deal because he loves us. God never did like the fall of man. God never did enjoy being separated when Adam and Eve fell in the garden. God never enjoyed that. He always wanted fellowship with men. And that's why the commandments of God are tied in to us uh, for our own good. Like, this is for us. God's doing it for us. You know, like, we can become our own worst enemy. You know, you've heard the expression, don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's exactly how God feels all the time. God reaches out to us. He reaches out into our life. And instead of responding, we bite him, or we bite the people that are trying to reach out to us, and say, all you want is me to come to your church. All you want is my money. You know what? I'll tell you right now, Pastor Bob doesn't need any money. <laughs> and the last thing when you come to our church is, I need your money. I don't need your money. You know, I, I don't, at this point, I don't draw a living as a pastor or don't, don't take any money from the church. There's nothing wrong with pastors that do that. But I've had a business and it's been a good business. And I, you know what? I, I tell people when I start drawing income from the church, let everybody else know I was making a lot more money doing something else. You know what? If you think all oh, those churches want is their money, I'll tell you what, we don't want your money. We want to help you. I mean, that's all we want. Like, like you, you drug addicts that up at the jail, do you think that, that we want you to come to our church because, because of, uh, your money? Like, when you come to our, you know, you know, the, we go up to these jails. I just got a text. Our, the team that goes down to the women's prison between both services had 17 women in those services tonight. Do we do that because we're getting something out of this? Do they pay us to go to the jail? No. We do it for your good. You know, we we want to help you. That's why sometimes it's really weird for me as a pastor when people get mad at me as a pastor. And, and I don't know if you know this, but it happens quite a bit. People get mad at me. Like, they're mad at me. Pastor Bob, I'm mad at you. And, like, I'm looking, I'm like, all I ever did is try to help you. Like, I didn't take a dollar from you. I, don't, I mean, like, what are you mad at me for? You know, like, like uh, the, the, the point I'm making, this is how God feels. God is looking at us, shaking his head. You know, um, when you can make God shake his head in wonderment, you've really done something. I mean, here, Jesus said, he said this, how, he said, as a chicken would gather her chicks under her wings, he said, he said, that's what I've wanted to do for you, but you would not. Like God said, I, I've been calling, the storm's coming, the eagle's flying over. The, you know, he's going to start picking you off, and you're like, no, no, I don't want to come under your wings. You know, we don't, we, you know, we're, we fight against God for our own good. See, you are biting the hand that feeds you. You know, like I, I tell the guys, I told them this today at the jail, at our jail, the county jail services. I said, I said, you know what? This gospel, is for your own good, and God wants to help you, and you need to change your attitude about this. 
You, you need to realize that God isn't trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. I said, like, for instance, some of you meth users, why don't you just, you know what, I'm going to turn the rest of the service over to you, and you convince me why I should take meth. You know, to go ahead and convince me. Well, they all looked at me like, we can't convince you because it's no good. They all know it's no good. I don't know why you keep taking it if you know it's no good, but you know it's no good. You see, uh, like God isn't asking us to take meth. God is asking us to keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous, according to the scripture. His commandments are are good. Jesus said, uh, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you... uh, I will give you a terrible burden to carry. Is that what it says? No, he says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Okay, now a yoke seems like a heavy thing. Like I, I know I've got, let's see, i got these these uh, ex-Amish guys here. You guys know what a yoke is. You've, you've hooked up teams. Uh, did you both have your own buggies? Did you have your own buggies that you had and your own horse? So you guys know know what it is to hook up a horse or hook up a team. And Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. But he went on to say that my burden is light. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's easy to serve God. It's hard not to serve God. You know, this this is the simple. If you're if you're expecting some explanation in Hebrew and Greek from the uh, lost uh, tablets that were found in the pyramid of Ramesses the fourth. It's not going to happen tonight. That's this is it. I mean, this it's easy to live for God. When God asks us to do something, it's for our own good. And when God has offered the new birth to us, you know, how in the world did anybody? I, you know, there are people, Seth, right now that are not. Maybe they're listening. I hope they're listening. They don't come to the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. And the main reason they don't come is they say, Pastor Simon says that we have to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost to go to heaven. Do you know that's the number one reason that people don't like our church? And I'm like, have I been presenting this wrong? Like, have I been telling you you have to have it? Or have I been telling you you can have it? You know, because it's both. I mean, you do have to have it. But it's just like having to have a million dollars. I mean, it's just like having to be, you know, uh, a bill if the uh, most beautiful Pentecostal girl in the world. She's the prettiest girl. She can sing like a bird. She loves God. She uh, had great parents. She uh, she'll she knows how to cook. And plus her her dad's going to give her an inheritance of $800,000. And this girl likes you. You know, this girl, uh, Cynthia or Susie or whatever her name is, she likes you. Now, I'm just making this story up, right? What's Bill going to say? Like, I'm not interested. Oh, you mean I have to marry her? My pastor said I have to. Chris said he'd, he'd do it in a heartbeat. I don't know if it was 800000 that t- talked him into it. But, but like, Bill's going to fight him for it. You know, but the, the point, you see what I'm I'm trying to draw word pictures here. Like, like, Bill's a single man. Like, so this beautiful girl loves Bill. She loves God. And she's got 800000 in the bank. And Bill's like, oh, my pastor said I got to marry Susie. You know, you know what? I think I'm going to quit coming to that church because 
I just can't figure it out. Why? I mean, you know what? What a what a stupid shirt. All these rules and regulations. No, that's not the way it's going. Bill's going to be sitting like, where do I sign? You know, can we do this like tonight? You don't know. You should get to know her first, Bill. I mean, you know what I mean. So you need, you know, it'd be nice if she spoke English or whatever. But you know, like, but but the the point I'm making is is that why do people treat the Holy Ghost this way? You know, the Holy Ghost is for you. Peter said that he said, "Repent in Acts two thirty eight and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you." Like he wasn't saying, oh, you better get it. You have to have it. Oh, you don't have it. What's wrong with you? No, he said, for the promise of the Holy Ghost is for you and for your children and to all that those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And so tonight I've got a lot more scriptures here that we're not going to get to. I'm not even going to try to get to. But I'm going to have Seth give out some information about how to get a hold of us. And also uh, next week, just remember, we have a special guest that's going to give his testimony. And, and you're going to enjoy that. All right. Well, this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. We're on every Sunday night right here, uh, AM 1230 KDIX, every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 uh, Mountain Time. Um, we are from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, 105 7th Avenue West. Again, that's the New Life Pentecostal Church, 105 7th Avenue West. Our church phone number is 701-264-7862. Or our email address is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. If you need a ride, get a hold of us, 701-264-7862. Our next uh, service is going to be Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., you are invited. Like I said, if you need a ride, 701-264-7862. Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock AMs, uh, adult and children's Sunday schools. 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is our worship service. Uh, and again, this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight. If you want to get involved, if you have any more questions or comments, give us a call in studio, 701-225-5133. You can call us there. Or you can text us tonight, 701-290-7862. And if you're out of country, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Always do a good job, Seth. And um, just want to sing the uh, sing a song at the end of the broadcast tonight. But, you know, it's a good life living for Jesus. It really is. And I've um, I was walking a different route in my life. The first 20 years of my life, I wasn't living for Jesus. And... Uh, this when I when I found this, I latched onto it. Since that time, I've looked down some other roads, and uh, there's nothing that compares to this. This is a good life living for Jesus. And you know what? The good news is, is you can have it today, no matter who you are. Are you tired of chasing pretty rainbows? Are you tired of spinning round and round? Pack up all the shattered dreams of your life At the feet of Jesus lay them down Give them all, give them all Give them all to Jesus Shattered dreams, wounded hearts and broken toes Boys, give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus, 
And he will turn your sorrow into joy. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, and broken toys. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus. And he will turn your sorrow into joy. Just reach out and he'll reach in. Take your broken heart, make it whole again. It don't matter who you are or where you've been. Just reach out and he'll reach in. Lord Jesus, tonight we close this broadcast. God, I pray that somehow, some way, people were convinced, God, that you mean them no harm, but, but you want to help them. And you've got a, a good life for them and, and a life everlasting life also. We just pray today in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. I'm honored that you listen. If I didn't answer your text, I will try to do that a little later tonight when I when I get home. God bless you. Good night. You are my Lord. You are my light. You are my joy. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.